Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Well, welcome to Dilly Ding, Dilly Dong, the Leicester City podcast from the Leicester Mercury. I'm Rob Tanner, the Leicester City writer. With me once again is Jordan Blackwell, uh, our resident sports desk statistician who's gonna, and Leicester City fan who's going to talk with me about the current affairs going on at the King Power Stadium. And I suppose we can start uh, with the, the last two games. It's been uh, a bit of a, a, a change in fortunes for, for City after that disappointing Boxing Day defeat to Everton. Uh, the win over West Ham United and the draw at Middlesbrough, although it was a, a bore draw. It was still two clean sheets, four points, and it looks a little bit better in the table now, doesn't it, Jordan? Yes, uh, definitely. I think those past two games have, have really helped um, Leicester. I think the performances were were pretty good. I think obviously the two games were fairly contrasting. The, the West Ham game was an open affair with lots of chances for both teams, and um, particularly in the second half, Leicester had to defend well to to keep West Ham out. The Middlesbrough game with with the one day rest, I think. That sort of board draw match was probably expected. Both teams looked fairly tired and there were a few chances, but you know, Leicester still did the, what they had to do. The centre-backs were particularly impressive in denying Negredo and Middlesbrough's key players any real space and any real chances. Um, and I think, yeah, things are, are looking up. I've talked to some of the lads, they said they've gone back to basics in terms of uh, their defensive structure and uh, you know there, there really are no frills at the back again uh, I thought Hoof and Morgan looked excellent at, at Middlesbrough but Papi Mendy coming back from his injury as well and Danny Amati showing signs of that he's getting to grips with the Premier League now after an inconsistent start the foundations are there now aren't they? Yes and I think Mendy a, 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 could be a key player I think um, the role he played on uh, against Middlesbrough was the, similar to the role he played at Nice where he would uh, be the base of a midfield three and he would sort of sit properly in front of the, the back four, a traditional defensive midfielder. Um, and I think we saw signs there that he, he could really play a, a, an important role. He, he keeps the ball well, he retains possession better than Leicester City's other midfielders. Um, he perhaps didn't make as many tackles and interceptions as he would have liked to, but I think you've got to allow for him to, to grow into his role I think particularly having missed so much time through injury well his return obviously will give them a massive boost in that area because they have looked thin in the first half of the season in central midfield but they've also bolstered that area as well with the arrival of Wilfred Ndidi we've known it's been coming for several weeks now it's been widely reported that City have agreed this £15 million fee for the 20 year old Nigerian uh, and the club have, have confirmed it today so that's uh, well not today this week that's been welcome news for Leicester City fans who, uh, who, who recognise that that squad needs strengthening in the January transfer window. And what have you made of that signing? Um, it looks very promising on the um, uh, on, on paper. Uh, I think uh, indeed he clearly has potential. I think there's, um, he's been very impressive, uh, particularly in the Europa League, and maybe that's what's um, convinced Leicester to, to go in for him. But he certainly fits the mould in terms of his style of play. Leicester have really struggled without Kante in terms of 
countering and breaking up play higher up the pitch, but uh, the stats seem to suggest that indeed he will help with that. So over the over the six Europa League games, and it is a fairly small sample size, but indeed he made seven tackles per game and 4.8 um, interceptions per game. Now th- those totals are higher than Kante's totals in the Premier League last season, um, and obviously indeed he's five years younger as well. Obviously, with it being the Bel- coming from the Belgian league, it's a, it's a bigger step up than the step up Kante had to make from uh, from the French league. But I think certainly there are signs that um, he could he could be a big player, also with his aerial threat as well. And he he, he likes to score goals. We've seen a, a few going around of um, him striking from thirty yards and things like that. So I think there'll be a few things that he'll offer more than Kante. He won't be as good to start with, I wouldn't have thought, but um, certainly with a few years in the team, I think he, he, he could reach those levels. Well, my concern is that it's just his age, really. He's 20 years old and the expectation uh, that will be placed upon him, £15 million is a lot of money. And I know Leicester have been looking at him for a long time. Their policy is to uh, a long-term view to their strategy in terms of the transfers and uh, the development of uh, young players. And uh, Leicester City's need for players to come in now and make an impact is quite uh, quite great after the mixed start to the uh, to the first half of the season. But uh, hopefully, given time, and I hope the Leicester fans are, are patient with the Diddy because he's a big step up. We've seen that with Club Bruges performances in the Champions League. It's a big step up to come to the Premier League now. So we'll see how he fares, and we'll find out as well when he's available. Hopefully, he can make his debut sooner rather than later. But there's been other players that uh, have been linked with a move uh, to uh, Leicester City and. Uh, Central defence is an area that we've identified needs strengthening and they've been strongly linked with Francesco Acerbi, an Italian centre-half, 28 years old and uh, he's one of the highly rated uh, young, well, say highly rated central defenders in Italian football in Serie A at the moment. We know for certain that Leicester City have expressed an interest in the player and there's reports that the player is interested in coming. Now, what do we know about Acerbi? Now, he looks... um Exactly like the the sort of player that Leicester uh, require and the sort of player they usually look for uh, in a centre-back. Serbi's made more interceptions than any other centre-back in Syria, which fits with what we know Leicester City like. Luis Hernandez, who they signed from um, Sporting Gijon over the summer, he'd made more interceptions than any centre-back in La Liga last season. Serbi makes lots of blocks, makes lots of clearances. Um, He is that sort of that sort of defender, rugged, will get in the way of things. Uh, but also, his, his past completion percentage is a lot higher than Leicester City's current defenders. Uh, Acerbi's is at 87%, whereas Morgan's is at 68 and Hoots is at 72 So maybe we'll, we'll see a few more accurate passes from the back um, if Acerbi does come. But certainly, this, the science seems to suggest that he is the sort of player that Leicester City look for and the sort of player that would fit in well at the club. Reportedly they've got uh, uh, competition from Inter Milan so we'll have to see how that one turns out and I'm sure his club are reluctant to let him go as well so there could be a lot of work to be done on that deal but another one that's been linked and he seems to be linked with Leicester City in every transfer window Robbie Brady, Norwich City I know uh, when Nigel returned to the club from Hull uh, Brady was strongly linked with a move to City there and it seems to be every transfer window since and I'd be surprised at this one because uh, uh, there's so many wide players at the club already and uh, we might be expecting one or two possibly to go out in the January transfer window I mean Jeff Slook's been strongly linked with a move to West Bromwich Albion 
whilst uh, Bartes Kapuska, there's still a lot of speculation. Nobody knows what his future is really going to hold. I'm sure there's a lot of interest in taking him on loan. I think that's probably more likely. But that would still leave Leicester City with plenty of wide options. I mean, Mark Albrighton, Ahmed Moussa. Mares is away now for a month, but obviously you expect him to come straight back in. And of course, Damari Gray, the new fan's favourite. Yes, I think um, certainly there are lots of options and I, I wouldn't expect uh, Robbie Brady to arrive unless Schlupp left permanently and Kapuska left on loan. Um, whether Mahrez's recent role in a more central position uh, has made the club think they might need another, another wide person, um, I don't know, but certainly Leicester have plenty of options out wide. And there does seem to be more pressing concerns around in other areas of the pitch. And we've talked about players that have been linked with moves away. Another one, Leo Joa, uh, reports today that um, the club have put a block on any potential move away. We know that Leo is a little bit frustrated with his lack of opportunities uh, this season. He start at Middlesbrough, was first in the league of the campaign. Uh, and there's a lot of speculation. There is interest. We know there's interest from China. There's been speculation, there's interest also from the, the Premier League, but it's not necessarily the case that Leo will leave or Jeff or any of the players. It really is down to the club and uh, from what I understand, uh, I think if Leicester City move for a striker in January, that would mean that Leo is going. Uh, but it's not certainly not cut and dried at the moment that he is leaving the club. No, and I think um, it... I'm would probably prefer to see Leo stay. I think he's proven, particularly over these past few weeks, how much he does uh, bring to the side. I think his hold-up play is uh, excellent. It certainly is a, works much better as a target man than Slimani does. Um, you know, he can bring people into play. He wins the flick-ons. He gets it down on his chest and plays it wide. Um, obviously, he doesn't bring as much of a goal threat as, as Slimani does, but. Certainly, I think Leo Joao has a, a role to play, and particularly over this next month with Slomani away. That's exactly right. I mean, the complication in this January transfer window is it falls at the same time as the Africa Cup of Nations. Leicester City are losing three players Danny Amato, Riyad Mahrez, Islam Slomani. Mahrez, the PFA player here, a key man. Slomani, the record signing. And as I said earlier, Marte just showing signs now that he's really getting to get grips with the Premier League as well. How big an impact do you think their absence will be? Uh, well, with the signing of Ndidi, I don't think Amate will be missed too greatly, particularly also with, with Mendy being fit and Drinkwater returning to fitness as well. Uh, I think Maris will be the big miss, particularly since he's, been, since he's moved inside and looked sort of probably closer to his form of last season. Uh, I think Okazaki will probably get more game time in that role, or maybe Andy King gets pushed further forward. Um, certainly, it's a it's a great opportunity for the likes of Damari Gray, who now has one less winger in front of him uh, in terms of getting into the side. But I don't think it will affect Leicester too much. I, I know lots of fans have been frustrated, with, particularly with Mares, that he's not been able to hit the heights of last season. Um, and based on their performances this, this campaign, I don't think Leicester will be affected too badly. They have got Jamie Vardy coming back for suspension, of course, and uh, Leo, we know what he can do, and I agree with you there. I, I would rather he stayed for the rest of the season. I think he offers something a bit different from the bench. He is a, an out-and-out goal scorer. He gets the ball wide and then gets in the box. You know, he's a poacher. Shinji Okazaki, we know what he can do. He's been unlucky in many games to be substituted. So often is he sacrificed. 
And uh, Ahmed Musa, I know he doesn't particularly like playing down the middle, but he can still play there. So there are still plenty of options for Claudio. And uh, we'll probably see some of those lads in action this weekend because we're having a break from the Premier League. It's FA Cup third round weekend, special weekend in the footballing calendar. Always used to be. I mean, I'm of a certain generation where the FA Cup was a lot more special than than it seems to be now. It seems to have lost some of his razzmatazz and some of his glitz and glamour. And, uh, growing up as a kid, it always used to be the dream to lift the FA Cup at Wembley. Uh, but it's not so much the, the uh, priority now for clubs. And But I would like to think Leicester City fans would still yearn to see it. It's the one elusive trophy for Leicester City, isn't it? Yes, it is. Uh, obviously, they have that record of the most finals without ever winning uh, the trophy. And I think fans, I think fans do still appreciate the competition. But I think most would also say it should take a back seat to the Premier League and also this season the Champions League. With Leicester City just above the, the relegation zone and the relegation battle uh, and with the Champions League last 16 tie to come, I don't think too many will be bothered if, if they do lose at Everton uh, on Saturday. Uh, certainly this season it doesn't seem like it should be a priority, but in seasons to come, if Leicester can establish themselves as a, a regular side in the um, in the mid-table of the Premier League, certainly the FA Cup then needs to become a higher priority because it is the, the one trophy Leicester City haven't won and it's, you know, we've seen teams like Wigan win it in recent years, Stoke made the final, uh, Crystal Palace made the final last season. It's certainly a competition that Leicester are good enough to, to reach the final in, but this season I can't see it being a priority. I would love a cup run. I really would. I, I remember the first season when uh, Nigel came back to the club and there wasn't a lot to play for in the league, uh, but they did embark on a memorable FA Cup run to the quarterfinals where they lost to Chelsea in a memorable game at uh, Stamford Bridge and that was a, a great experience. That was, but that was the only thing that season to sing about. It was a very much a transitional season. Leicester City have got bigger fish to fry now, haven't they, with the, the Champions League and the fight for Premier League survival. Uh, so we'll see what the outcome is. It's probably inarguably... Uh, a more important game for, for Everton at the moment as well. I mean, they're having a mixed season in many cases, but they haven't got the relegation worries. They haven't got European football to worry about. FA Cup could be a, a one and only chance of silverware for them, so I imagine they'll field quite a strong team. But uh, we'll have a chat about that next week. That's all for, for this week. Dilly ding, dilly dong. Uh, we'll be back next time uh, to discuss everything to do with Leicester City and keep track on everything that's going on in the transfer window. <laughs>